from the NLRPD to KTHV to behind the microphone. It's Scott Romine with Guatney Unplugged. Hi, welcome back to Guatney Unplugged. I'm your host, Scott Romine. I got to thinking, and I guess the music's going to give it away, but uh, why can't we have a shark week? So today we're going to talk to a couple of people that are involved with sharks. I love sharks. I don't miss shark week and that sort of thing. I like to swim with them and see them. And Ken Harris is on with us and Ken has Key West Extreme Adventures. I was very blessed. My son and I got to go out with him this summer and see what he does. How are you, Ken? I'm doing wonderful, Scott. How about you? Well, it's cold and overcast in Arkansas. Tell us how it is in Key West. It's 80 degrees, it's sunshiny, the wind's blowing out of the southeast at about 15 miles an hour. Man, and that's life awesome. Life is good. How many people come and they never leave? Uh, plenty. <laughs> plenty. Now, you got your guys that do well or are fairly wealthy, and we call them snowbirds. They live here four or five months, and then they're gone the other seven months or so. Uh, and then you've got those people that come and put on a pair of Birkenstocks and never really go away. Look for some way to make a living here. You know what's great about it is you get the feeling of being in some Caribbean country, but you're still in the continental United States. Man, you know it. I I always say this. You know, I live at the end of the road. I was raised in Fort Lauderdale, and I drove to the end of the road south to Key West. And it is as tropical as you get and still put your head down on an American pillow at the end of the day, which I'm a big fan of. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we have the, the Gulf of Mexico meets the Atlantic Ocean, which is also the Western Caribbean, and we are a winter arrival point for many fish that don't go past here. This is where they're coming. And that's why Key West uh, actually had more world records set out of it fishing than really any other country in the world. Tell us about some of the fishing records you have. You've won a lot of stuff fishing. I, I have won a lot. I've been was blessed. I love tournament fishing. I always love to compete. So, And I always tell people, it's one thing to catch a great fish, tell me your great fishing story, but let's see how you do when somebody says, ready, set, go. Yeah, that's and you've a got, different you know, deal. you've got three days to make it to make it happen. And fishing, just like any other sport, if you pay attention to details, the only luck that's ever involved is really bad luck because you know why you want to be where you want to be. But I have, you know, my world records and stuff. And what led to the shark business was I had a fascination for sharks, especially tiger sharks. And uh, um, I used to only fly fish for them. Now, in the 80s, it felt like everything was forever. And to set a world record, you had to take the fish, which didn't seem like a real big deal until I got in the early 90s. And then I just didn't want to do that anymore. Sure. Didn't want to. It was great to set world records, the attaboys, read your name, all that stuff. Uh, but not wanting to do that anymore led to the Key West uh, Shark Tours, where I get to teach people about sharks and show them just really what Shark Week gets wrong, what so many people get wrong. And, you know, and uh, Scott, I, I understand when there is a shark attack, they've got the biggest, baddest mouth in the business, and it's horrific, and I don't ever want to minimize uh, any people that have ever had a, an unfortunate 
encounter like that. But worldwide, sharks kill about 10 people a year. And dogs kill 31, and horses kill 20, and cows kill 18. That's right. It's very rare. Milk a cow, pet a dog, ride a (laughs) horse, scared to death of a shark because of a movie and the fact that he does have the biggest mouth with the most teeth. Yes, he does. That's true. Now, tell people, I got to go out with you. Tell people how it works. You've got this cool boat, and anyone, of any age, you can take them out and let them see sharks in action. Absolutely. And we do all this in basically three to five feet of water. It's called the backcountry. So there's never really any rough water involved. Um, And what we do is we get to our spot. When I first started this business, I treated it too much like fishing, and I, I would drift, and the tour was longer, and uh, the people, since they weren't fishermen or anything, I guess a little too much for them. Right. Once I started going to one spot repeatedly, and not, I didn't make them tame, but they're certainly conditioned to look for me at 10 and 1, so that I wanted to be sure the people got to see the animals. And like I tell people all the time, Scott, I don't confuse this animal with a brown bear. I realize every park in America says don't feed the animal. Sure. You're allowed to feed this animal food with hooks in it and fish for them. We take the hook out of the equation because sharks are killed 80 to 100 million a year. That's 11,000 an hour. Yeah. And the only thing saving sharks are tours. A uh, live shark on a tour raises a million plus dollars in its lifetime of tourist revenue. A dead one's worth $200 one time for his fins. So by taking people on these tours, governments change their rules of what they'll let people do with those animals because they realize how much more they're making off the lives. It's so awesome to see them in person. What's the biggest oh, yeah. shark that you had come up under the boat that the public got to see? Oh, probably a seven, 800-pound hammerhead. Uh, I could take... On private tours, I could go look for tiger sharks, which are my personal favorite, but then you run a huge risk of seeing absolutely nothing. That's true. Because that's a lot of ocean. The lemon sharks that we see daily, a tropical fish, the most prevalent one, loves the shallow water. He He's the most prevalent, so I have him. And listen, I love to go look for the others, but I mostly want people who have never experienced it to see what they're like in the wild quite different from the ones that are swimming in a circle in a, an aquarium somewhere. So if one of our listeners comes down from Arkansas to Key West, they go out with you, Key West Extreme Adventures, they also get to see dolphins. Yes. Dolphins are cool. Everybody loves a dolphin. i got to go look for them. We see the dolphins 90% of the time. We see the sharks 99.8% of the time. I failed six times in over 3,000 trips. Yeah, but when you come out, the little sharks know, hey, here comes the Golden Corral. Oh, That's you know, right. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's a guarantee. You're, the, you're their cracker barrel. <laughs> Absolutely correct. <laughs> Everybody loves free food. Listen, you put a sign that says free food, I'm showing up. That's right. Uh, heck, I'll be there <laughs> with you, you know. That's exactly right. But it is wonderful to take people from your neck of the woods, the center of the other countries that have just never get to experience anything like that, and kind of get them to understand this is just something else that lives in the water, not something you have to constantly be worried about. I want you to tell the story. Uh, I've got a, a few minutes here where you almost caught a great white in Key West, which is very unusual because that's warm water. 
How did that yes. occur? Well, it was, uh, as, as I remember right now, it was around a January or February blowing like 30 miles an hour here, which is a lot. In the and 80s, tried... right? Was it in the 80s? Yes. Uh, right, right. Uh, 80s, 88 to 90, somewhere right okay. in there. Um, and I had this guy and his son, and they. I tried to talk them out of going. I didn't want to spend their money for them because the water was just filthy and everything here was just wrong. And they wanted to go anyway. And I really, like I said, I always fly fish for sharks, but just to hook something, we threw out a bait. And I was probably in five feet of water, maybe six, uh, and behind some flats, very shallow water, just to have a little bit of lead. And we got a bite on, and I just used 20-pound test spinning gear at the time and <laughs> had, a, had like a 150-pound monofilament leader into a piece of wire. And once we hooked this fish, we started drifting across. It's about a five-mile-wide channel. That doesn't get over 15 feet deep. So repeatedly, I was able to take gloves and grab the leader and with a 150-pound test model, you should be able to lift pretty much any shark we have. I would think to so. To get a look at them. Yeah. But the water was filthy. Couldn't, couldn't move it an inch. Was convinced that we had hooked some kind of giant stingray or something. And finally, towards the end of the fight, after well over two hours, this animal rose to the top because we were getting near a flat that was across this five-mile channel uh, called the Marquesas. And it, when it rose to the top, that big black eye, they have such a distinctive eye and the gray back with the slate gray back and the white belly, and, uh, pointed nose. I mean, you, you know, sound like only, Quint talking about this. Oh, listen, it, it was my one and only experience with great whites because it's really too warm here for him. Right. And when he came to the top, you never want to hear your guide say, what is it? You know, oh. That was my first reaction because I, I just couldn't believe what I was looking at. And it was probably not huge by white shark standards. I would say it was somewhere around 1,500 pounds, uh, which it puts him at about, I don't know, 12, 13 feet anyway, a little, little better than that. Very, very, very girthy shark. But uh, it was impressive, and it stuck in my mind. You'll never that forget is, that. That's a great story. Yeah. That is not the biggest shark, though. I once hooked one off of Fort Lauderdale that was a tiger shark that I thought was closer to 2,000 pounds. And wow. And that was in 1975. Man, Ken, thank you so much for talking with us. We're, we're pretty much out of time, but give us the website. Somebody can fly down there and go out with you and see this stuff. Look us up on kwextremeadventures.com, uh, or you can go to TripAdvisor and just, put in Shark Tours Key West, you'll see all about our business. Thank you so much. Ken Harris with the Key Thank West you, Extreme Adventures. Thank you, Ken. I hope to talk to you all again right. soon. Hope to see you. Watch bye for bye. those sharks. Appreciate it. I Thank will. You. Thank <laughs> you so much. Scott Romine, Guadney Unplugged. We'll be right back.